Hello, everyone. This is Pam at the Paper Outpost, and this is the Paper Outpost podcast, The Joy of Junk Journals. Got Sunny and me in the living room here with a little extra heater on to keep this little boy warm. Um, He's not particularly happy. Mama shaved him down right in the middle of the winter, but it is Florida, so we do our best here, and we're keeping the lad warm, I promise you. Okay, so I've gone down a little rabbit hole here, and I thought I'd take you with me for this ride. I thought it was an interesting question. Somebody posited, um, and I think it is an on, one of the, um, it's, it's, it's coming from Reddit, and I thought it was a good line of questioning. So the question was, why do some people ruin good and rare books just to make junk journals? Fair question. Okay, here we go. And um, good and rare books, let's put good, um, that is to be interpreted by the owner of the book. What is a good book? Who knows? A good book you enjoyed reading or a good quality book? Um, Not sure. Uh, The paper content and the structure, is it a hardcover book? Why would you ruin a perfectly good hardcover book and try and turn it into another book? Um, And then rare books, why would somebody destroy a rare book? Um, rarity also has a technical meaning, but also a subjective meaning, meaning the person applies what is rare in their mind to the rarity of the book, and they pin a value on it in their mind, which may be different from the actual historical value or monetary value of the book. It just may seem like they're saying, why on earth are you destroying this perfectly good and uh, book that is possibly very hard to find or is of high quality. So I thought we'd just go over some of the um, answers and I thought they were quite uh, interesting. There is a a lady that says, some people repurpose old and rare books into junk journals as a form of creative expression and artistic exploration. I believe this was from a librarian. While this practice may be distressing to those who value the original books, it is important to recognize that individuals have different perspectives on the values of books and art. It's also worth noting that the act of repurposing old books into junk journals can be a way for some to give new life to materials that might otherwise go unused or be discarded. It's a complex issue with different viewpoints, and it's important to approach it with understanding and respect for differing opinions. Now, actually, I'm looking at this again, and um, that was actually written by AI. Chat GPT. Interesting, huh? So it is actually pulling information from what is out there in the Internet and things like that. Hmm. Okay. Here comes no. So that wasn't the librarian. This is the librarian. Her point was, uh, Courtney Miser wrote, um, art journaler for over four years plus, and um, uh, she said, I'm a librarian. I love books and collect them. Uh, so I get where you're coming from. I also know that not all of them are meant to be kept forever. I've only been a librarian for about four years, but. In the 10 I've worked in a library, I can tell you that sometimes you really can't do anything else to keep a book in reading condition. Generally, art slash junk journalers don't use rare books that aren't worn out or falling apart for junk journals. It's more about salvaging what you can uh, from a book to create something that brings you joy. 
a lot of them actually try to incorporate what they can of the book in, hang on, I have to open it up a little bit. Incorporate what they can into the book, into their new piece of art. This is especially true with junk journals made from old children's books or golden books that are falling apart. Some are even able to keep the whole story intact throughout the journal if the pages are all salvageable. Making this type of art can be very therapeutic to people and can help them relax or work through things emotionally. Junk journals take lots of skill and time to assemble, especially if they're taking the cover apart to make a new spine and sewing and binding the signatures that will be used for journaling. They are not easy to make. As for the good books, sometimes people may have more than one copy of a book that is important to them and they may use it, as, may use it to make a journal or as part of a journal because certain illustrations, passages are meaningful to them. Art is subjective and personal after all. And this one got upvoted eight times. I thought that was interesting look at it. Now, um, I would say let's take a look at, um, where did I get the, a continuing, okay. Um, can you give us some examples of other materials that could be used for junk journals? What are the consequences of using rare and valuable books for junk journals? Um, okay, I think this chat GPT is going to now create an answer. I'm just tiptoeing my way into this chat GPT. I've heard about it. Um, hmm. It's titled Book Destruction Unable to Reach Poe. I have no idea what that means. Um, is it a person? I don't think so. I think it's some kind of weird AI thing. How can I ensure that a book I want to use for a junk journal is not a rare or, or valuable? Well, you could do some research on the book itself. Um, oh, here it, never mind. I will not answer the question because ChatGPT has a beautiful answer for this and I will just parlay it to you. Kind of interesting, kind of weird at the same time. Um, this is just Plum Bazaar. Okay, we're going to now read. The chat GPT answer. If you're interested in repurposing a book for a junk journal and want to ensure that it is not rare or valuable, there are a few steps you can take. Number one, research the book. Well, there's brilliance. Okay, that, that was me anecdotally adding a line. Or two, start by conducting some basic research on the book you have in mind. Look for information about its publication history edition and any notable characteristics that might indicate its rarity or value. Online resources, library catalogs, and book databases can be helpful in this regard. Pam is now going to interject. Boy, that sounds like a barrel of monkeys of fun. I know that first editions are supposed to be valuable in general. That's really, you know, obviously old books are valuable. Um, some are more valuable than others. And that's about it for my knowledge base in that department. Going on to number two check for markings. Examine the book for any markings or indications that it might be rare or valuable. Would it be like, okay, this is Pam interjecting again. Would it be like a flashing sticker with a highlighter saying, this book is rare and valuable? Would it be a pop-up? Would it be a musical 
music box sound when you open the book and it just starts playing this glorious music telling you that it's valuable? Let's dive deeper. Look for book plates, inscriptions, signatures, or other signs that suggest the book has historical or collectible significance. Okay, as you can see, this process, this is me again, uh, getting very interesting, very deep, and not an easy process. There's a lot of research being required here. Number three, consult experts. Pam interjecting. Are these paid experts? Are these free experts? Do I have to pay a lawyer to find out? Should I go to the local bookstore? Should I go to the library society or the historical society in my town? Oh my gosh, I'm exhausted just thinking about it. Number three, consult experts. If you have doubts about the book's value, consider reaching out to experts in rare books or book appraisers. They can provide insights and evaluate the book's worth based on their expertise. Pam interjecting. Not a bad idea. What if you do have a very valuable book? Here's the question. Would you keep the book? Would you sell the book? Would you turn it into junk journal material and not even bat an eye? Um, hmm. Interesting question. Number four, consider the condition. Generally, books in poor condition, such as those with missing or damaged pages, significant wear or stains, are less likely to be valuable. However, keep in mind that there can be exceptions, so it's always best to consult experts if you have concerns. Pam interjecting. Where do these experts hang out? Is there a local coffee shop? Are they clustered around a Panera salad table, sitting there shooting stuff back and forth about the value of old books. They may very well be in there and I don't know about it and maybe I'm missing out because somehow somebody knows about this stuff and it's not me. Okay. Um, also I'd like to say that damaged significant wear and stains on book pages are like junk journal gold. So in some respects a very damaged book might seem less valuable to the average schmo, but to a junk journal maker, they may seem like craft supply gold because we love that look, um, or many of us do, of the vintage, the antique, the worn, the weather, the held in a thousand hands and cuddled and, and, and thumbed and all of that. We just love it, so bring on the stains. We love those pages. Number five, use common sense. Huh, I don't know what we were doing here, not using common sense, okay. While none of these methods can guarantee with absolute certainty that a book has no value, just think of that phrase, a book has no value. That's gonna ruffle some feathers somewhere, I know it. Um, using common sense and considering factors like the popularity of the book, its age and its circulation can help you make a more informed decision. Pam again interjecting here. So as you're sitting there at your craft table with your old book wondering, is this a book of great value? Am I going to destroy a piece of history? Um, am I making a big mistake and I'm shuddering in my craft chair wondering what the right move is? It's a tough question for a lot of people. I know there are folks that just cannot go there. They're fine making a book, but please don't ask me to destroy a book while I'm making a book because that seems like sacrilege, counterproductive, not 
in alignment with who I am as a person on this earth. Um, I create, not destroy. That's fine. That's totally fine. Um, there may be a few of others of us who are okay with deconstructing a book, freeing the pages, letting them land in somebody's hands who would never otherwise ever touch or see or hear from that book in any way, shape, or form to possibly be inspired by that book. A lot of books sit on shelves, and books that are sitting on shelves are books that are not read. Um, they're sitting on a shelf, and um, in my opinion, they could be doing a lot more good. Now, yes, we can all ship them off to other countries with, who may not have books, but let's face it, everybody's in the internet today, and very few people get excited about books the way they used to, and so much information is accessible online. They don't need to collect hordes of books the way they did before just to have information. Um, so are we starting to look at books a little differently as a potential resource to play with? I think maybe yes, I do. I'm going to toss my hat in the ring there. Of course there are books of historical value. Of course there are precious books. Um, let us not take away from those in their own right, but let us also consider this could be an awesome craft resource that we could have so much fun with. Who are we kidding? Um, and we are. And then it says, remember that if you're uncertain about a book's value, it's better to err on the side of caution and seek further advice from experts or choose a different book for your junk journal project. Hmm. Well, that kind of brings you back to ground zero, right? Then you just put another book in front of you and you wonder all those exact same things again. And it, when you come to the end and you don't know what to do, you put that book aside and put another book in front of you. And then you might watch a video and you might see other people using and deconstructing books and you're thinking, why can't I do that? Why can't I go forward into that realm and have all that papery fun like these people are having? Why do I feel so guilty tearing apart a book? I was always told it's, it's never okay to destroy a book. Um, I have family members who feel it's never okay to destroy a book. It's very important to keep books intact. Um, you know, if there's an apocalypse, maybe you need, you're going to need a book or two because, hey, the grid could go down and there won't be any more internet and it will just be you your, and your books and the local library of actual books. And what's happening in the world of libraries? Are they disappearing? Are they closing like retail stores did, like restaurants did during, you know, certain times? Um, hey, it's possible. Things, things have happened. And okay, let's see. Let me ask you about. Okay, here's another interesting related question. This is again Chat GPT, your favorite AI answering system answering this. How can I find experts in rare books or books uh, book appraisers to consult about the value of a book? Oh, okay. So here's where we're going to find out what coffee shop they all hang out at. Here we go. Um, Finding experts in rare books or book appraisers can be done through various methods. Here are a few ways to locate them. Um, it's like they know the questions that we have. This is so bizarre. Um, number one, local bookshops. Visit local bookshops, especially those specializing in rare or antiquarian books. The staff may be able to provide recommendations or refer you to experts in the field. Ah, so if they're not hanging out in those specific antiquarian bookstores, maybe they can direct us to what coffee shops these people hang out at. Number two, libraries and archives. Contact your local library or university library and inquire if they have staff members who specialize in rare books. They may be able to provide guidance or refer you 
to experts in the area. Number three, book collecting societies and organizations. Many regions have societies or organizations dedicated to book collecting or rare books. Reach out to these groups to inquire about experts or appraisers they can recommend. See, now again, what coffee shop are they all in? Number four, online directories and databases. Okay, that does make sense, I have to admit. There are online directories and databases that list book appraisers and experts in rare books. Websites like the Antiquarian Booksellers Association of America, the world-famous ABAA, the International League of Antiquarian Booksellers, ILAB, or the Rare Book and Manuscript section, RBMS, of the association, of the college, and research libraries can be valuable resources. So I think we nailed it right there. We've got some actual names of associations that deal with this nonsense stuff I mean stuff okay so it is important I'm just teasing it is very important um, number five auction houses contact local and well-known auction houses that specialize in rare books they often have appraisers on staff and can recommend experts in the field on number six online forums and communities are there people that just sit around and talk about old books and their rarity there must be there must be Online forums and communities. Participate in online forums or communities dedicated to book collecting or rare books. Engage with the members and ask for recommendations to seek advice or find experts or appraisers. Well, there you go. Remember, okay, this is always the fun part, to verify the credentials and expertise of any appraiser or expert in your consult. Um, look for their experience, qualifications, and reputation within the field of rare books. That's right, just because somebody self-declares they are an antiquarian book expert, they may be a shyster. That's right, you could be sitting at that coffee shop, sitting down with several of them, eyeballing them all, wondering what they're thinking about your old book. They may not be the real enchilada. They may be a um, scammer, and we do not want to be scammed since all this time we were trying to validate whether this book is valuable or not, we could have made 10 junk journals. That's all I'm saying. That's all I'm saying. You know, there's some books that I think are probably okay. Oh, although I could be wrong because I am not an antiquarian book expert. I was just thinking of an Nancy Drew book. Maybe that would be fun. But they're very collectible these days. They may have value. If you have a first edition, yada, yada, you know what I mean. So all this wonderful image image all this wonderful image imp, information comes from poe.com poe.com and this is a chat gpt operated by at poe very very unusual and interesting this this whole st ai stuff is getting to become uh what are some special auction houses that specialize in rare books sotheby's christie's Swan Auction Galleries, Heritage Auction, and Bloomsbury Auctions. Okay, so the first two I've heard of. The others, not so much. Okay. Um, um, are there online auction platforms that specialize in rare books? Yes, Abe Books. Oh, I bought from them many times. A-B-E Books. Um, While primarily an online marketplace for books, Abe Books also refers, also features auctions for rare and collectible books. Sellers can list their items for auction and interested buyers can participate in the bidding process. Oh, oh, there you go, folks. 
have fun uh, exploring all these fun little things and let me know your thoughts on, um, you know, should you or should you not deconstruct an old book. Happy crafting and we'll be talking more. Take care. Bye-bye.